Now, trust me on this, people will notice if there is no human touch and you just simply copy paste an output. And especially if you do that and you try to call it content marketing, it's atrocious and it's why people think that AI is going to kill content creation. Honey, no. Going back to what I said at the beginning of this episode, AI is not the problem, the lazy ass marketer at the other end of the AI is. Hey, what's up, hello? Welcome back to another episode of Content Strategies in Sweatpants. I am your host, Marissa Penang, and if you're new here, I'm gonna go encourage you to put on some sweats, pour a glass of your favorite beverage, coffee, wine, you choose, and put your feet up while you tune into today's episode. Simply because I believe that the best ideas come from casual conversations that happen after hours, or when you're in the shower and your hands are a little too wet to grab your phone and record a voice note. It doesn't happen when you're glued to a device, three coffees deep, going down a rabbit hole trying to make sure you can get a deadline. So you have two options right now. You can close your email, pour yourself a bubbly beverage, and put your headphones in to soak up this episode, or you can make this super awkward and choose to take my voice with you into the shower. But just do me a favor and don't publicly admit to doing option two. Cool? Cool. (laughs) Okay, so now let's dive into today's episode. Today we are talking about AI and how it's either going to skyrocket your content success or it's going to be the downfall as your marketer. Before we get any further, I want to give you a little hint about the latter. The only reason that AI will be your downfall is if you're a lazy ass marketer. So let's not make that the vibe, right? Cool. All right. Glad we're on the same page there. If you haven't been living under a rock, I'm sure you've already heard or played around with tools like Midjourney, ChatGPT, and other things like that by now. But on the off chance that you haven't, Midjourney is basically your super talented underpaid graphic designer and ChatGPT, I can never say it, is your extremely overqualified virtual assistant that just like runs to you with information, right? So there are those like big mighty boys and then there's also those AI copywriting tools like Jasper, Brainwork, Writer, list goes on. There's so many AI copywriting tools out there that are even just like meshed into other tools that you don't even know. So the list goes on for that. But if we're picking favorites, I'm just gonna give a little shout out to Brainwork. It's my personal go-to and it's where I've been drafting my blog post for the past year. It is so much more cost-effective than tools like Jasper and it produces blog content in a flash. If you wanna check this out for yourself, visit panaymarketing.co slash brainwork. That's B-R-A-M-E-W-O-R-K for a seven day free trial. And then if you like what you see, you can use the code 50M1% off for 50% off your subscription. Pretty dope, right? All right, so boom, you're welcome, let's go. So jumping back into Midjourney, which is basically a graphic designer without limits, on this platform, which I'm not even sure if I should call it that because it's basically just a high powered Discord channel, like you do everything within the Discord, channel. <laughs> you can basically type any idea you have in visual terms. So you could say hyper-realistic photo of a candle with flames that look like light bulbs. I don't know. That was off the top of my head. It was a little wild, but you know what I mean. So you can basically type whatever's floating in your mind and it's going to provide you with a bunch of different outputs, aka four outputs that will meet your description. And then you usually have to like click like redo, revision, upscale a few times to get the details right, but the end piece is so dope. (laughs) So at the end of whenever you create your masterpiece is this one of a kind piece of art that you now fully own the rights to. So that is the dopest thing that I think comes out of Midjourney is that anything that you create, it's yours. Your brain created it, their software did it, their little minion inside the AI put it together, but you own the rights to it. 
the platform's biggest limit is your own creativity. So you can legitimately create anything you want. And sometimes when you're like on the fly trying to create something random, like my brain just decided to do a candle with a light bulb, you might end up like me and your first ever prompt might still give you nightmares. Now, to give you a hint is I was sitting on my couch with my dog when the first time I was typing into Midjourney. And so my brain decided that a three-legged dog sitting on a brown couch eating a pickle was a good thing to type in. Now, I didn't type in hyper-realistic. I didn't type in cartoon. I didn't type in anything descriptive. I just typed in three-legged dog sitting on a brown couch eating a pickle. And this is what we got. <laughs> nightmares. So you can do something as fucking weird as that, or you could get lucky and create something completely magical and not at all like this. But I will say there's also different options that you can roll with. So if you see on their platform, you can see highlights of what other people created. And so a few of them I saw, they were using actors. So my brain was like, okay, let's see. I'm blanking on his name. It's The Witcher and Superman. Henry Cavill. I was like, okay, let's see Henry Cavill in, in old school, like 1950s coffee shop reading a newspaper and this is what we got and it's it looks like him it's dope it's cool i love it there's really no rhyme or reason other than i was just testing the platform and seeing what you could create but i also i'm a book nerd i love the ocean when i went to capri italy that was like magical land to me so i always think back to that so here are some other i'm gonna pop them up on the screen here examples of things that i created with midjourney just with like random prompts in there so the the power of ai is pretty dope and like i said the limit here is your own creativity and your own terms that you put in so play around with that highly highly suggest it it's amazing let's talk about chat gpt <laughs> okay so this platform has so much untapped potential like so much so that Google even triggered a code red when it was developed because it was going to be a serious competitor for the good old Google machine. You can ask any question into ChatGPT just like you can with Google, but instead of receiving pages and pages of endless links, ChatGPT just gives you the answer. You don't have to search through those links to find your answer. So for example, you know how if you type a math problem into Google and it will give you, sometimes it'll give you like the answer on top of all these links on how to calculate X, Y, Z. That's essentially what J, J, I was going to say JP, I can't with this, I don't know why chat GPT is so hard for my brain to process, but that is what I'm saying every time that I go gibberish when I say chat, jibba but yeah, so not only does it provide the answer, but it also tells you why and how it came up with the answer. So for example, the other day I was trying to calculate how long a job would take and I was doing it by an hourly rate. And I was also trying to figure math out in terms of, okay, so I have to do, this is a 45 minute task and I have to do it 34 times. How long does that take? Now I am not math savvy, especially when you start converting it into time and numbers and me and math, no bueno. <laughs> not, not, not for me. So I typed this into chat GTP. It gave me the answer. I was like, sweet, thank you. And it also gave me how it came up to that answer so I could fact check it if I wanted to, which I did the first time because I was like, let me just check. It was correct. It was great. Love it. But literally in like 10 seconds, it gave me the answer. I plugged it into my um, hourly rate timesheet projector, projector, projector. <laughs> and everything was good to go. So pretty cool you can do that instead of having to go to Google and then going to a website and then trying to figure out how that website calculates if you don't have a calculator. Oh man, I wish this tool was out there when I was in college because the amount of math homework it would have saved me through, woo, so much. Okay, 
that's just one aspect of it. But like I said, you can ask it math questions. It can give you actual coding solutions. So if you're like, okay, what's this HTML tag to do X, Y, Z, or what's the CSS formatting for blah, 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 blah. It will literally give you the answer. And all you have to do is copy paste. You can even ask it to write you a blog post. Now I'm not saying that you should do that, but if you were to say, Hey, I want to write a blog post on the ways that AI is going to transform marketing, write me an outline in that aspect, it can give you key points to hit on and then you can go and flesh it out, which I'm gonna hit on later at the end of this episode, but just to give, get your mind swirling on all these things you can do. I also know that I've had friends that asked it, what, what's a great chocolate chip cookie recipe and it gave her that, or what's a yoga flow she can have tried. They tried that. Like the limitless opportunities are insane. You can even be like, hey, write me a haiku on green beans and elephants. And it'll do it. I mean, I don't know who wants to read that, but you can do it. So now I'm sure you're thinking this is all fine and dandy, but how can we actually leverage these tools that sound like a big time suck? Because let me tell you, you start putting in prompts into mid journey or you start playing around with chat GPT, you're, you're going to be lost there for a few hours. But if you were trying to think of how you can leverage these tools as a business owner, come on back to me. This is where the good stuff happens. So let's start with the simplest example here. Email newsletters. I think this is 100% where you should start because it's your own people, it's your own platform. You don't have to worry about resizing, doing specific things. This is just, we're in the land of email newsletters for this moment. So I send out the weekly download every Wednesday morning to my email list. Over 700 people are getting it. And if you haven't subscribed yet, head over to panaymarketing.co slash subscribe. So I needed a subject line. Couldn't think of anything for the life of me. I was exhausted. It was late. <sighs> what do we do? plug it into the thing. What are 10 subject lines that I could use for XYZ topic, chat GTP, bing, here you go. 30 seconds later, I've got them all. And now I can use those as is copy paste done. But the option that I chose is I use them as inspiration to craft my own. And I think that that right there is one of the most important lessons when it comes to using AI for creativity and for content and things in that aspect is that you cannot just stop at the initial output. You still need that human input in order for results to be truly monumental. Don't quote me on that because I'm sure that you could at some land, lay the land back there, out there somewhere that you will be able to just put something in. You'll be like, Mwah, mint, touch, love it, brilliant. And you won't have to do anything. But currently in 2023, you need that human input on your output. Okay. Now, trust me on this currently, people will notice if there is no human touch and you just simply copy paste an output. And especially if you do that and you try to call it content marketing, it's atrocious. And it's why people think that AI is going to kill content creation. Honey, no, going back to what I said at the beginning of this episode, AI is not the problem. The lazy ass marketer at the other end of the AI is. So let's get savvy, put our big girl pants on, you know, the sweats without coffee stains on them and ensure that we are leveraging the power of AI properly. Here's your action plan. The next time you're getting ready to create content, begin by sketching out your content ideas. Brain dump away in a Google Doc, Word document, whatever your choice is. Then once you decide which of those ideas you're gonna roll with, do some keyword research, plop in your chosen keyword or keyword phrase into Brainwork, harness their AI, craft an outline for you to work with, and then don't let this outline hold you back, okay? So yes, AI is going to create this beautiful outline for you, but 
If you have thoughts on this topic, don't hold back your thoughts. Intertwine them, put them in there, and then get that going into a piece of content. If you have more ideas than what's there, add them. Please, please, please put the human input into the AI output. That is what the, the goal is here. So you're gonna riff on your ideas, you're gonna put it into the AI created outline, and then you're gonna go back to working with AI and rephrase or change the tone of what you compose into an easier to understand structure. What I mean by that is specifically in tools like Brainwork, what you can do is you can type something, and if you are typing like me and you're like half Englishing and it doesn't really make sense, but the overall thought is there and you're like, this just doesn't sound good, but I know what I'm talking about, you can select the text, click rephrase, and it will give you an output of what you said in better terms. And even better is, um, especially in Brainwork, I'm not sure how the other tools work, but you can choose your tone of voice. You can do professional, witty, sarcastic, informative, sarcastic. I think I said sarcastic already, but you could choose which level of tone of voice you want for that rewrite to be written in. And so for me, what I've noticed is because of the way that I talk and communicate with my ideal clients and everything, it's, I'm always kind of like joking and like making content more fun instead of just like, do this, do this, do this. So I tend to use the rephrase on witty or sarcastic and it, it hits. Like you still have to finagle it a little to get it to be like not weird, but it, it does the majority of the heavy lifting for you. And that's, that's all that I really care about <laughs> because sometimes when you stare at a blank page, mm, does not work for me. But if I can like brain dump onto something and let out my half English thoughts, and then it can like actually coherently understand that. Cool, thank you, you did the hard part of synthesizing <laughs> my thoughts for me. Cool, thanks. So it's great, especially like I said, if you're like me and you typed out whatever you typed out initially is kind of like half English, half gibberish, mostly incoherent thoughts to anyone other than the voice inside your head, this understands that craziness and it puts out an output that actually makes sense. So it's all good, you have to start somewhere. That's how I use it. And then once that is done and you have your beautifully cohesive keyword optimized blog post, you can head over to Midjourney. Now this is like a bonus prompt, but I think it's kind of fun. And in this case, you could use it as a newsletter because we were talking about newsletters before my train of thought just switched to blog posts. But either way, newsletter, blog post, however you would like to say, your piece of content, once it's beautifully written and coherent and optimized and all those beautiful things, like I said, you're gonna need some imagery to go with that. Now, if it's in your newsletter, cool, you can have a header in your newsletter or you can have a graphic to break up your content or if it's in your blog post, you can have a Pinterest optimized image that you're gonna now pin and bring more traffic over to your blog post or simply you could just have like descriptive images all over your page to try to break up the content that or visually explain the content that you are writing, right? Cool, beautiful, we all know that imagery. Pictures are worth a thousand words, right? So everyone loves a good old image to break up that chunky text. So go over to Midjourney, type in whatever your topic is, and that will give you something to work with here. And yeah, you could easily head over to a stock imagery site or whip something up in Photoshop or Canva, but wouldn't it be cool if you could create something totally custom to the content you just created? So if I'm talking about, let's say like marketing funnels, I know that I personally went into uh, Midjourney originally and I tried to make a funnel out of macaroni and cheese, like a macaroni and cheese noodle, so I could have the cheese going through the funnel. Now, it didn't come out that good, I was on time crunch. If I was to like actually like type in what I wanted more specifically, it probably would have came out cool, but for whatever reason, I was on a mac and cheese kick, I was on a let's make a mac and cheese funnel with the cheese going through the customer journey. How cool would that be? If you saw that, you'd be like, that's really dope. They have a really cool designer, but no, it was just AI. 
AI did it for me. So those are my thoughts <laughs> on what you can do with AI as a content creator and a business owner. And I would love to hear what you think.